Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, Hi. beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. This is a Thursday show, and my name is Lane. Uh, Mark? Uh, my name is Ryan. I do unboxing videos. Sweet. And my family and I make millions of dollars. Dude, you're so wealthy. I'm pretty wealthy, man. My daughter loves you. Yeah. <laughs> Buy my shirt at Bonfante Gardens. <laughs> Bonfante Gardens. Any gas station. Yeah, that's what it used to be called, huh? <laughs> Gilroy Gardens used yeah, to be called yeah. Bonfante Gardens. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're, going, you're taking it old school, dude. Yeah, dude. That's pretty rad. Yeah, this is uh, Paramount's Great America. He's talking about. Yeah, remember that when it was Paramount. Oh yeah, of course. Like the, I thought it still was. No, yeah, dude, me too. I still call. Oh wait, um, didn't they tear Great America down or something? What? Is no, there? they tore Raging Waters. No, they didn't. I don't know. No, it's still there, right? I went to Great America. Like I don't know. I'm ready to unbox some shit though. Let's unbox it. What do we got? Well, we unboxed some Kit Kats from yeah, Tom. Dude, good call. That's gonna get millions of views. Yeah. Yeah. And. uh Tom gave them to us because he was just blown away that they don't offer Kit Kats in our vending machine here. Mm. Oh. And he wanted to do right by us. Uh, and then I'm drinking a beer from Tim Riley. Oh, yeah. His little guy passed away, dude. I know. Super no. sad. All right, what? Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. Warren he wasn't seven. even that old, was he? He was super old. He was like, <laughs> he was like 75. <laughs> yeah, he was so Human youthful. Years. Dude, yeah. Uh, he, was, I mean, dogs, he was so yeah. useful in size. Yeah, in, in size he was, but yeah, and if, energy. I guess they he adopted know. him. Oh, he he wrote a little thing on Instagram, but dude, that's a total bummer. Yeah, they yeah. adopted him as an old dog. Yeah. So Peanut, and, it was his name. Yeah, and he he visited many of our events. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He, he was always in. He was he, pretty cool. In arm. I think his first event was uh, camping while awesome a couple years I ago. I think you're right. That. And then yeah, he hung out. Yep. Almost stepped on him a few times. <laughs> Yep, luckily you didn't. So we have to pour one out for uh for pour peanut. one out for peanut. We've got Erd- Erdinger Weisse Crystal is what we're drinking. Yeah, it's really good. It and really Brian's good. drinking an Oktoberfest by Pollen Polliner. Polliner. I Oktoberfest. I I love fall when it comes to the beer selection. Yeah, that's it. I mean, even just like uh, I mean, this is the good <laughs> shit, Polliner. But yeah. like the Oktoberfest from friggin' Sierra or something. Or no, who's the guy? Friggin'. <laughs> Oh, Dude, Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Oh, yeah, Sam Adams. So when that we were Oktoberfest is one of my favorites. When we were in Boston. Oh, by the yeah, so I was kidding. I'm not Ryan. This is Brian. Oh shoot! Oh, it's spelled Brian. with a Y though. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, freaking that's why way. we were confused. Yeah. When we were in Boston the other week, um, we went to a, a restaurant called Doyle's, and. It was the I first. Like there should be an accent there when you say that. Doyle. Doyle. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Welcome to Doyle. I can't do it. Um, so anyways, okay. Doyle's was the first place to serve Sam Adams beer. Whoa. Before he had like a day of tap room when he was like making it at home and stuff. Sam and Adams was making it at home, yeah. Oh, you guys, Samuel not, Adams, not the president, a, not a single a little giggle out of you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was that, and it was also sad because after I don't know 140 years, or what yeah, it's it? been around since 1880 or 1860. This bar, um, 
it, it was closing like this November first. Yeah, November first. Yeah, in a few weeks, and we just why? What was the yeah. reason? So apparently, th- this whole area is getting gentrified, and what's strange is that they can't afford the lease, and you would think that they would own the freaking building if they've been there that long. So I don't know what the hell's going on. There. Yeah, they didn't own it. They rented, and they they couldn't afford the rent anymore. Wait a second. They've been there for how long? Since 1880 or They were paying rent that long? Yeah, yeah. They never thought, hey, we should probably buy this place. What Maybe I'm fuck? guessing that their, you know, their ownership has changed over the years, and I don't know what's going on. Of there, course. But it's uh, it's kind of a shitty thing, though. Yeah, we managed to just randomly, like, someone recommended that place, and we're like, all right, let's try this one. And, uh, we, and we noticed yeah. that they had a sign when you walk in. It's like, shirts are sold out. We'll have new ones Wednesday at 10 a.m., Get them while they last. And we're like, why would the shirts sell so fast? And then we realized because they're closing. So everyone wanted a piece of it because it's like, you know, a super old historic bar. Yeah. Did you get a Boston Lager? Oh, uh, I did. I did. And then I heard later you could keep the glass if you buy it there. Yeah. And you just And I didn't it. know about that. That would have been a pain in the ass to take home, though. Yeah. Um, but that was, that's one of the things, I guess, because like when you go to the Boston, the, the Sam Adams tasting room, you can like buy a glass and all this stuff and, but they'll tell you, Oh, go to Doyle's and you get the glass free if you, you know, it's all a thing. Sounds Maybe cool. that's what they can't, that's why they can't afford the lease because they kept oh, giving, they keep away, giving away all the glasses. They're yeah. just fucking nonstop. I'm just, I just realized that I said vicea, like whatever. This is vice bia. Sorry. It's white bia. Yes. Um, it's crystal. Crystal. Yeah. It's pretty fancy All natural. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, so cool, you, man. You fools ready to answer some questions? Yeah, now that Who I'm... Who else is going to read these? Because I can't... This. Oh, Should right, right, right. Should we just switch Round Robin, like yeah. What are you doing it by? Let's... Warren by oldest first. He does... Re- okay. Warren has like a... He has an algorithm. So I'm, he does... I'm doing it by newest first. So he does or oldest first. first. Well, yeah. you do newest first and then scroll to the and bottom. And then I'll yeah. scroll to the bottom, yeah. yeah. Figuring it out. <clears throat> All right. First question is from Bobby Reed. Underscore Bobby Reed. I don't like that. Underscore Bobby, but... I'm going to answer your question anyways. Uh, I'm looking to replace my wimpy horn on our farm truck Mighty Max. Of the cars you've owned, which has had the worst and the best horn, how do you weigh tone versus loudness and judging horn quality? What do you guys think? Any horns stand out to you? Uh, I feel like the Festiva horn was especially weak. Mm-hmm. Meep. Oh, Something yeah. like that. Almost like you like squeeze something, yeah. to make but it's you know it adds character mm-hmm. on the Mighty Max. It would almost be expected to be that weak that it wouldn't even you know like you almost want to go. You want to look at something, Aruga, yeah, something really different than you would expect. Yeah, 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 right. That's the thing, isn't? And I think like I think a Mercedes horn would be the way to go. Town and country. Mm. Oh, like so loud and low. Is that if what you're you ha- I don't know if that's two or separate like horns or if that the is wiring involved horns. would be difficult or what. Um, Doctor Djet stuff. I'm just like built I, have, off I a know, vacuum in the system. I can hear the tone in my head, but I, I mean, I have obviously there's no way I can replicate it, and I can't remember what car it came from, so I'm worthless right now. But it's like a very Italian sounding. It might have been a Ferrari at some point. Um, An Italian horn would be a nice little thing to advertise. Italian horn, like, but I yeah, it's agree. got a you know, it's a it's a Mighty Max, but <clears throat> it does have an Italian horn. It does have an, a horn off of an F three. Or what about a French horn? A French horn, just put like a real French. Oh horn. yeah, like a, a real perfect. French horn. Yeah. So then, man, you gotta have like a diaphragm that you build up like the air in. I guess. Hmm, that sounds kind of rough. Uh, so my nine twenty eight has is the only horn that stood out to me. That's because it was so weak. It was like me. 
Really? Mm. I would exp- mm. So it did not match the car at all then? No, not at all. Yeah. And the car is like... Yeah. And you can barely hear it. That's lame. Have you guys heard the um, like those train horns that fucking people put on their bro dozers? Oh, yeah. They're like brutal, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would not do that. That's yeah, pain. don't do That's that. annoying. <laughs> I mean, really, if your horn goes out, especially in a farm truck, do you really replace it? I don't. I leave my horn... You know, it died. It is nice it's to done. have. It's done. It's nice to have. On a farm truck? I mean... I don't even have the horn hooked the up in my car right now. Right? So hmm. you, like, rev your engine at people? I don't really get in those... Situ- I usually yell at them calling kooks. <laughs> and they think I'm, like, making racial slurs. Dude, oh, that's man. what you do. If you are going to replace the horn, go full digital mode and, like, do one where you can, like, actually press a button and it'll, like, play a little jig or, you know, or any some horn rap sound song you want. lyrics or something. Yeah. Any horn sound. Dude, that's a Get good idea. Get out the way. Move. <laughs> Get out the way. That's a really good idea. Slam. Speaker in the grill. Yeah. Farm truck. Uh, yeah. And you can just play whatever you want. Have like a sound. It's board. like a sound effects board. Yeah, you can like, do like, like you have it. You can do like Street Howard Fighter Stern. Two, like Street Fighter Two sound effects. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Hadouken. <laughs> you can do like stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've. <laughs> that's a great answer to this question. I think that's the answer. Dude. I mean, we've covered a variety. Yeah. Want me to read All right, so that one's exhausting. You got a mouthful. Yeah. Are we gonna go? Are we just gonna go around yeah, Robin here? Let's do it. The Throttle Grotto. With all the successes of Radwood and DWA. What has been the most rewarding part of it and the most challenging for you guys? Hmm. Well, rewarding is community, friendship, rad people, fun stuff to do. Uh, the most yeah. challenging is spreading yourself insanely thin and a lot of work. <laughs> That's kind of my answer to that. Here, here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, I like the all the people we've met. That's the best part. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's got anything to add. <laughs> I think that's good, dude. You I mean, it is, it. yeah, it is, you know, for the podcast specifically pulling away one night out of, uh, five every week, uh, you know, from the family, it's like consistently over a long term, you know, it, it does, you know, it's a thing that adds up. It can, that can be hard, but, um, it's not, it's not too bad. But yeah, definitely the community of people. I agree there. All right, how about I read the next question? Yeah, it's from because underscore Joe, and it's really long. Because underscore Joe. He says, I daily drive a 2019 GTI. During the rally, the E28 proved itself to be an awesome weekend backroads car, making me wonder if owning a GTI makes sense. How much would I be losing if I switched over to an e-golf? Is it way cheaper inside? Since the E28 is way more capable than I originally imagined, there might not be a need for a fun daily. Since I can take the E28 whenever I want to drive fun roads, reason for the E Golf is because it's still practical and like one third the cost to own. I have other cars I can take on a long distance drive, so range anxiety probably not an issue. Yeah, do it, dude. I say, yeah, totally do it. But I do I think, think E Golfs are awesome. I yeah. do, I do think. You know, he asked the question about interior. I don't know what the. I know the base model definitely suffers compared to a GTI. Yeah, but it's um, not. I mean, whatever. It's, well, you, you drove, but it you is drove both. Yeah, he's asking, yeah. and it's so, pretty legitimate. I, mean, I do remember uh, yeah, Evolve's plastic steering wheel, which plastic is not, steering wheel. That sucks. I mean, compared yeah. to a nice leather wheel, it's yeah. still. 
as a whole, though, the interior is not bad compared it's, to no, other no. cars. It's not, but it is definitely a cheaper interior than a GTI. I mean, yeah. like the materials no are simpler, but it's still good for that price point. It's like better than yeah, dude. And if you're using it just to go to school and cruise around, like you're yeah. totally like you already have your fun cars. Like that would be perfect. Yeah, better than I, a Corolla or something, right? I like, think. Oh yeah. That's what I mean, multiply your commute or your distance in between charges. For me, it was one full commute. Multiply that by four for uh, safe rang- range anxiety. That's my recommendation after and, driving the Eagle. And new e-golf goes 129 miles or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, Camisa just bought one the other day. That's great. I, I'm all for it. I mean, I think it's such a great proposition right now. I mean, you know it better than anyone. I mean, like the price point there, especially now, like I've seen there's even crazier incentives I've heard. Like, um, like, I only I read like Camisa's post, and he said it was more, uh, it was a better idea to buy than it was to lease. That's all oh, okay. I saw. Yeah, but back sense. when, yeah, when I got my lease deal, it was you know like two hundred bucks a month or something, uh, and then later it went higher, and so mm. now yeah, I guess Dude, leases aren't as good. But. Camisa's old one was like sixty five dollars a month. That's nutty. what. I don't know what kind of deal. He got like a crazy, you know, in this window. Oh, weird. Yeah. So someone just texted me the, like the math of buying one. And it was, I want, dude, I want to say it was like $16,000 off and like rebates and shit. Like, so they're like, you could like get all these rebates and out the door, you're looking at like 14 grand or something for these cars. That's crazy. For a brand new one. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, that makes unbelievable. a lot of sense. I think so. My, my brother got that brand new Jetta to replace his 528i. Yeah. And he commutes to Monterey every day from Santa Cruz or most days. And, uh, he pays $178 a month, something like that to buy his Jetta and he gets double the gas mileage. Of the BMW. Wow. So he saves, basically he has, he spends the same amount of money as he did before, but he has no like bills to worry about, like maintenance bills or anything like that, where every month he'd have something go wrong with the BMW. You know, he'd be working on it and like. Right. That was the uh, E39? Yeah. Five series. Um, (coughs) One one more thing I'll add here is this is a perfect example of somebody for an e-golf. You have a fun car already. And you just want a daily driver. I think that, you know, some of the notes about how great an e-golf are, they don't all uh, mention as heavily as I think they should that it's not a one car solution. I think a lot, it's, it's interesting, like the time uh, in uh, the car universe that we're in, because when you would do reviews of cars in the past, it's, you know, you would do any review of a car, like in terms of like a one car solution, like you didn't have to, there were no asterisks, no caveats. Yeah. Your, but yeah. I, but I think the e-golf legitimately is like part of a two car solution. And I think that goes unsaid, Yeah, but it also depends for a regular person who's got to commute and that sort of thing. I agree with that. And so that's perfect here. Yep. All right. I mean, he's up. got plenty of stuff to deal to shit. It's my turn. Yeah, and you got. I can read the next one. Nine twenty four. Sam. He Hirsch. doesn't even have a question. Oh, so we'll he doesn't ask that. Okay. And then we have one. Cam Grace asks, "Awesome seeing you all in Boston. The show was fantastic. I think the weather brought out the best crowd possible. Everyone who shows up in the rain really wants to be there. Quite a testament to the Radwood has become. 
on the East Coast. Uh, what were your favorites from the show besides the award winners? Well, Art and I were there. Uh, Art, any favorites? Yeah, I really liked both. Uh, well, actually, no, one of them was a winner, but I really liked the Forerunner, the 80s Forerunner, the, the pale metallic blue one uh, that was in the mud. That one was really, really awesome. Like, I, I like those a lot, and I still would like to have one at some point as part of my fleet. Um, that was a standout. Of course, there was, you know, like the M1 there that got some publicity, which is great to see, uh, especially in the rain. This guy drove out his, you know, his henna red, beautiful M1 in the rain. Best color. I agree with that. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff. Is that the orange? Orange. Yeah. yeah. It's like straight up orange. I like that color on M3s too. E30s? Yeah, totally. It's a great. Dude, so there was color. a, yeah. Well, rare too, right? Yeah, very rare. So that I wanted, um, this one car I saw recently, or while I was looking at my, um, while I was shopping around and bought the 924 instead, I should say, uh, E30 Euro 325E. So it was like, um, an 85 or something. So metal bumper car with the small little taillights, but Euro bumpers, henna with, uh, like, uh, not houndstooth. Is it like the pepita interior? <laughs> you know, like the fabric interior. What uh, color was the fabric? Uh, pepita is houndstooth. Is it? I don't know. Like, yeah. Are you we, talking we more like that a blue one with the blue houndstooth? Yeah. Are you talking more of like a um plaid? No, it was the same. It's like, okay. a, but it's that style, you know, like yeah, little, yeah. like call it houndstooth, whatever. Yeah. But a gray. Uh, and the deal breaker for me was, uh, they basically drilled with a hole saw into the front fenders and the rear quarters, uh, to put the side markers on when they federalized it back in the late eighties. I mean, that's so common with those I, cars. Though. Well, but I know, but like, I thought, okay, did they stick them on? And it's like, you know, like if it's, if it's yeah. not actually a light, if it was just a side marker, like reflector, I'm like, all right, I can get around that, you know, and just buff it out. How much was the car? Uh, they wanted money for it. It wasn't cheap. I want to say it was like 7,500 or something. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and cool car. Also. Yeah. Cool car. Yeah. But it was, it was henna. And I'm like, I was all about that. I love it. And I like the little metal bumpers. That's like yeah. I had on that, yeah. that three series. That yeah. I had, that that's a really good one. It's a good look. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you can get, you can fix that. I mean, if you wanted to, I mean, yeah, you get, I mean, you get a little piece as well. Well, then, but then paint and then you're I know. messing up the original paint. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. But that's also very, I mean, uh, uh, I would say more than 50% of imports had that. I done. agree. Yeah. Totally. I mean, my 70, even a 2002, right? Like the 75 2002s, like, um, like those in the US, like, unfortunately got drilled into and for the same reason. Yeah. Um, uh, so one of my favorite cars or to see, it was like, it's not a favorite car of mine at all, but a Renault, a Renault Alliance. It's like the Encore I posted. But oh, it, was, yeah. it was the red Alliance yep. GT TTA or GTX. What is that know, thing called? It's a hatchback. It's thing. basically a, a GTI version of a Renault Alliance. And it's a four door hatchback, right? But it's kind of not a hatch, but it is <laughs> yeah. like a slant back or something. Yeah. Because the Encore is the full hatch, which oh, is like okay. I drove, I posted that picture of one. Right. Like I, I drove one of those when I first, before I got my license. Um, but yeah, a lot of cool cars there. Yeah, tons of stuff. A lot of good JDM shit. I mean, um, definitely a lot to see and we probably didn't see all of them. But thanks everyone for coming out. I also did want to say uh, 924 Sam. Thanks. I just read your uh, post, even though it's not a question. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you out there next time. So dark, dark fact. fact, dark fact, Gallant VR4, Evo, Alltrack, RS200, Cosworth Escort, etc. 
Do you think if homologation, if homologation rules came back for rally, we would get some kick-ass cars again, or has that ship sailed? And more importantly, Radwood Boston was amazing. Thank you for making it happen. Uh, Galan VR4 Evo. So homologation rules come I mean, so modern race cars are so off stock that it's like hard to imagine them doing. I mean, it would be very easy to jump back into it, but yeah, think of the cars that would be that, right? So like, I mean, those are all rally cars, right? Which is fun to think about. So it would be like, I guess the Focus RS, and it would be like uh, and the Civic SR, Subaru WRX, yeah, Subaru WRX, um, and the I mean the stuff that we don't get, like the Peugeot and Citroens and Hyundai i twenty whatever. That's one we do get, but are you talking about the uh, the Veloster N like that? Isn't it the i twenty that little hatchback? I don't know what an i twenty is. That's the version of it that we don't get, right? Or is that what you're well, no, it's a full. I mean, it's there. There's the full WRC car that's like, mm. you know, we would be trying to think of what they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, and, and the question is, of course, they will. I mean, if, if homologation rules required it, I mean, they would be doing it. But like, would the cars be rad? Right? Like that's the whole question. They would definitely be rad, right? I mean, I think so. I mean, they just. I would. Uh, it seems cool. Like. I, I can already see kind of like it's kind of like where M2 is going, right? Like you, know, you got the wide body and but taking it to another level uh, with all these little hot hatches and all-wheel drive cars. Um, yeah, why? It kind of makes me think like, why isn't that happening today? I don't know what the rules are anymore. I'm so I guess so maybe it's just that racing is it's so competitive and they're the rule set is allowing for so much technology that. You know, they, yeah, they I just, think you, you either get this technology chase or you go back to the more stock ish car see, and, and no one would be making that. That's the thing. I think they're, the a, I think they're allowed to take a, make a lot of modifications right. on a stock chassis enough where they don't have to homologate, you know, homologate they're not even, they're a, a car, you know, yeah. like they just take a car that already exists and they add all this stuff and they make it a race car. And they don't have to make like 500 examples or whatever. So I guess, yeah, like one way to spin this question is what would be your favorite homologated car if that was required, right? Like if you think about all the options right now, like what could be really rad, right? Like what could, what could look super cool, have like crazy, like cool spoilers and ground effect or like, you know, not ground effects, but like a body kit or shit like that, right? Um, I don't know what that is off the top of my head. But. I mean, there's tons like Cleos are cool. Or- yeah. I mean, golfs would look rad like that, like rally golf style. Well, there's that Australian racing, racing series, you know? Which one? Which one? Australian racing series where they race like golfs and Civic, uh, uh, SIs and a bunch. I watched them with Matt, uh, Hushy Pushy. This is, uh, like road course stuff. Yeah. Um, and all that stuff's really cool. Those cars look rad. They're modern. Mm hmm. Brand new. Um, I forgot the, I don't know what the racing series is called, but, but it's in Australia. Is yeah. It? It's in Australia. Yeah. It might be your, they might have it in Europe as well. Um, but I know the one I watched was they, Australia. So was homologation. I mean, I know I'm certain it was done for rally cars, but was it also like uh touring cars and stuff? They didn't really have the same yeah. homologation. Yeah, stuff, totally. Right? Yeah, like DC, DT, or BTCC, DTM. Those were all homologation cars. Oh, like, which we'll is why the 190 Cosworth was made. 190 Cosworth E30 M3. Yeah, E30 M3. No, I'm pretty sure that those were made for rally. 
No, no, no. That was homologation for Rally. No, they were homologation. Dude, I'm pretty sure both of those were. No, especially the, the 190 originally was going to be a rally car, but they decided they're, that's what I'm talking they about. They moved the program and they made that. But all of the, but homolog- the, the so you're saying that touring car rules required homologation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I buy it. I just. Yeah. Like I, the, I, that, that was like the main example that I was thinking that was like a crossover. And, and I remember that it started as rally. So there that's was why the Alfa Romeo's like too. I can't remember what they're called, but the one six fours. Yeah. Those. Yeah. So there was the homologated car too. that the street Evo version or something. Um, I forget what it was called. Uh, Cosworth, Ford Cosworth. Are like oh yeah those yeah the Cosworth right. yeah but that was also Sierra. a rally car Cosworth thing, right? Sierra no sorry not it's the Sierra Cosworth yeah Sierra Cosworth but that's rally no no you're not you're not the not the, the Sierra Cosworth I'm talking about the one that looks like a Mercur that one yeah but I mean I don't again, think that was a rally that was like car. a I, th- I think it was but there was pr- a lot of crossover I, I mean think. it could be both yeah, yeah. for sure um, trying to think of something that was like full that was like not I mean there was just so much mix. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm still stuck in like this thing. It's like 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 a Civic would that end up just looking like a Type R or like you know? Like you yeah, say. it would. So like a lot of these cars. It's, uh, no, but it, it would even be more extreme, which would make it look cool because it have more flare. It would have flare vendors and stuff. Mm-hmm. It would almost like fit the craziness more. Yeah, and everything was at our livery, so I can see like a this is an oddball one, but like an ATSV homologated race car. Yeah. Like that could look rad, you know, like a small little four door sedan with like, yeah, exactly. Like with fender flares, some arrow, low rad wheels and like a rad interior, like, you know, just a big sports buckets or possibly. Well, they race the what CTSs and stuff, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. There was that coupe and those look kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, the, cause the coupe is like notoriously weird looking, but it looked cool as, as a race car. I thought uh, mm-hmm. that worked. By the way, I got a, I got a ride in the back of an ATS. V the other week. Um, that is the smallest fucking back seat ever. Unusable. For a sedan, huh? It's like my 944. In a four door? Yes. That's crazy. Unusable. I sat in the middle with three people and my head was cocked completely 90 degrees sideways. Like just so messed up. How small that thing is. That's crazy. And is it like a bump or something? It's, or? Dude, it's just the leg room. But everything. It's flat. So the seat is flat. It's, flat, yeah. it's not like you were sitting on a bump. No, no. That's shitty. It's like half the size of a golf. I think you're on, Brian. Okay, but uh, so the 996, the GT1, that was a homologated car. Mm-hmm. Not for rallies. Eh? Not for rallies. <laughs> That's So I'm just looking up, you know, homologated car lists, and they are, they're basically like all rally cars. Um, with crossover for touring car, but then there's these crazy ones like the CLK GTR, and then it gets back into more rally cars. Ferrari 280 yeah. GTO. Integra Type R, homologated race car. Or, I mean, that was oh the same deal. Okay, yeah, that's for touring it, car. It was for a Japanese series, yeah. Uh, not All right, rally. that Doug underscore MR2. By the way, I am IG photographer. L underscore G dot photography. But what are your views on the quirks of 90s Toyota? Also, what do you think of the SW20 MR2s? At the time I purchased mine, it was the cheapest in New Zealand. Well done. Uh, I like them. What are the quirks of 90s Toyotas? What are your views on the quirks of 90s Toyotas? 
Um, I don't know of any. I mean, except for when you're dealing with an MR2, that it's a very difficult car to work on because, <laughs> like, it's a transversely mounted little thing. But that's any mid-engine car. Yeah. Um, that has that configuration. I don't know. What well, I mean, and he's just talking about Toyotas in general, is what he said. But yeah. 90s Toyotas. I don't I mean, know if I mean it's like the def it's like the non quirk. Yeah, isn't that the non quirky car? A, yeah. Is this a lost in accent nation? No, no translation. Uh is this because maybe is he saying just kind of like fun little weird thing like quirks? Like for example, like Toyota's, it's like Doug DeMiro, quirks and features. Tugs or, of, or tugs. <laughs> Toyotas of the nineties. Uh remember the uh if it was an automatic, like it had the different colored um like, uh, you know, drive, reverse. Yeah, it'd be like green, the- red, orange or something. Yeah, like I thought that was always So that's a quirk, I That's guess. like very definitive of those cars, right? Mm-hmm. Like nothing else had that. I thought that was yeah. kind of quirky. Um, I don't know. What else? I'm just thinking that the, in general, the Toyota Previa was pretty quirky. Mid-engine, like space-age design yeah. with like swoops and all that stuff. Yeah, you know? put the seat forward to change the oil or check the oil. Oh, and yeah. Trying to think of like, you know, some some of these cars might have a specific chime, or the clusters are all orange, or you know, just something like that. But I can't think of anything. Yeah. So uh, on to the SW20 then. I I was never a big fan of the SW20 MR2 for some reason, but they're growing on me for sure. Mm. But you like F355s? It's like a little F355. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say that, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's definitely nowhere near a Ferrari, right? Like the F three fifty five is so, so the S three twenty is the second gen. Yeah, yeah. The if it were any slower, it would be a Ferrari. Right. That one. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yep. And one. I mean, I think you know now sitting here today, compared to the AW eleven, the first gen one, like the SW twenty looks pretty freaking awesome. It looks like great. the. Cur- I think the curves used to turn me off, like. You know, kind of uh, reminding me of the bubbly Ford Taurus era, right? And that was all the same time frame, I think, right? Mm. Um, and I, I never liked the bubbly stuff. Like back in the day, I, I was more into like the sharp creases and everything. And um, so for that reason, I think I liked the AW11 more. But um, yeah, now looking back now, I, I, I think it's a mm. pretty tight package. And I mean, you get the T-top, mid-engine. You know, like decent power. Yeah. Seems pretty pretty good actually. They're cool. A mini NSX. They drive great. I, I actually really like Yeah, them. I think they're cool. I've never driven one. Yeah. But. The thing with me is uh I actually have always thought the AW elevens, the first gen, look a little awkward. Like their proportions are kind of weird. Like if you look at the profile, they're really stubby and they have like a tall kind of cabin. And the MR2's proportions are really nice. They're both MR2s, by the way. What yeah. did I say? The MR, the second gen, the yeah. second gen MR2, the proportions are nicer. Like it's actually, yeah, you I know, agree. everything's more even. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, AW11s are cool too. They're quirky and they're very transformer of the eighties. Like I think they're interesting. Quirky. Yeah. Quirky. There you go. Uh, but the second gen, the SW20s, I think are a better looking car. I think, um, the steering is kind of shittier. They're super over boosted, uh, which is not that great, but. Otherwise, I do like everything about them. The seating position is really nice, and they actually handle pretty well. They're not as twitchy as the early cars, right? Like which everyone talks about. Uh, and yeah, you have a good motor. I mean, you can do the three. If you get the turbo, that's the same motor that was in my my Alltrack. It's a three SGET, and that that motor, or is it a TE? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, they seem 
really cool and kind of undervalued in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. when you think about it, like you're, it seems like you're getting almost to that RX seven level of car, but for a, near the price. Yeah. A lot less money and probably more and a, and a more reliable engine. And yeah, they're cool. More usable day to day. Yeah. And you could, and you could swap like, like, I don't, I don't know too many stuff, but better JDM motors in and sure. you can totally. do all this stuff and it's yep. pretty easy. I think the day. And what's a yeah. Lotus Elise motor. That's a, well, that's much more modern, but, um, I, I there's I all mean, sorts of shit that people do to them. Like you could do the, the Caldina engine, which is the same engine, but like the later generation. So it's more power, more reliable, like all these things. I haven't seen a lot of NA swaps in there, like the Elise engine that you're describing, but, but I mean, those turbo motors are pretty, pretty bulletproof. They're just hard to work on because you have limited space, but they're known to like take a shit ton of boost and all that. Um, yeah. Isn't the I motor close to what you had in your Celica Ultrack? Yeah. It's you the same. It's the same motor. Yeah. Cause there was that one, I remember Wheeler dealers did the thing and they had to get to this one hose that's notorious. And to get to that hose, you have to take the whole motor out and yeah. everything. And it's a pain Which in the ass. Probably isn't that big of a deal, really. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Kind of just just drop it. But it is. Well, it, to get to one hose, you it's do. one hose. Yeah, there's it's, one hose that you cannot like, access. Like a little. You have to like Dan at Shark Works it, where you pull the motor out and you just do all the stuff. Yeah, or you just once. know that's been done. Like my car, that had been done. Like it's a known thing, right? Like, Wait, so you had one? No, but it's the same. On his Toyota, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same thing. It's they, they're behind the turbo manifold or some shit. I can't remember. It's like really difficult to get to. Uh, but both of them have the same issue. But yeah, like a, a a second gen MR2 in I'm picturing like a light metallic blue That's with cool some color. dope end key wheels, like the mesh end key wheels with a little bit of a lip, you know, and good suspension and everything. Like I've seen I've seen people do them up like yeah. and and they look <laughs> super good. Definitely would, uh, like a little bit modified makes a big difference in terms of looks. Yep. And uh, and so they did not make at least for the North American market. We didn't get turbo hardtops, but you can get an NA, which is a hardtop, uh, and you could do like a, you could swap in the turbo motor or whatever. I would do that, and I would like a red one with gold, uh, like um, sorry, the NKRPF ones, which is an oh yeah yeah, that's kind the of five, the, like the look the that the ten I have. spoke five spoke yeah, like that like yeah, the double prong the NK yeah the NKRPF one is like I was gonna say the go to unfortunately because that's. That's kind of like the wheel that all the people, all the tuners were on. Dude, there. they're so cheap, too. Cheap, yeah, they're, they're cheap, they're strong, looking. they look good. Yeah, yeah they look good on everything. Right. I, I would go T-top, I think. Or what, it's, it's not a T-top, I think. It's a full removable. It's a Targa? Or it's is a Targa, it a T? yeah. Yeah. T-bar in the middle. Uh, yeah, I would go um, yeah, I think they're really cool. I, I think they, in I, I like the way they look. I think they look great. I think they lack a little bit of presence. Um, they're like too subdued. I, yeah, I just never... I never look at them and be like, oh, that looks so good. You know, yeah. it is, it's missing a little something. Like, it's a little too short. Um, you know, if it was like an NSX, like stretched out a little bit, it would look better, but then it would kind of look like it would be more. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. Like, the proportions are just a little too, like, a little too tiny and like micro car, a little, but it's, but it's like not, AW, like, um, that's the thing, right? But it's not a micro car. Because if it was I know. that, but shrunk, they would be cool, right? Yeah. Because it's tiny. But it's yeah, almost it's, like a little bit like the, um, Autozam AZ1 kind of like in a way. Mm, but um, I those are awesome. I have no They're really cool too, but it's still like, it doesn't have the presence of this, like, of like a, if it's sitting next to a Ferrari and an NSX and then you have that, it's definitely like the proportions are a little like, 
a little frumpy. Well, is it the proportion? I think it's also the design. It's rounded off. It's very smooth, right, mm-hmm. too, which doesn't help. Um, yeah, but I think you say, can have the smoothness and still. So here's here's one thing going um, towards that. So the, the later ones, so the later ones have really cool taillights. And, like, so you have to have the later taillights because that basically changes exactly what you're describing. Like the early taillights, they have, um, they're just basically nothing like Toyota flat, like taillights. The, the light, later ones have the, the circles. They're like the circles. Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah. like the you're later taillight guy. Yeah. Totally. It's like ours so, all about the second gen RX seven. Late, late with taillights. The, right. Yeah, so late taillights. And then the early ones are just like so bland. They're just like nothing. And that really could make a car, I think. Uh, but yeah, the RX sevens, yeah, like the FCs, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the early taillights are just yeah they're they're pretty lame. If anyone can Google that, <coughs> yeah they're they're like um a couple different colors and stuff. Um, yeah, and they're just like they look like a Camry or something. You know, there's mm-hmm. just nothing special. Heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash dwa. Check it out. They've got some really really cool socks now by Stripe Design. The shift pattern. Uh, you they also have really cool T-shirts. Cozy sweaters, hats. Uh, go to that link. You get twenty percent off your purchase. And on the rally, what about those shirts, uh, Brian? I mean, do we even need to talk about it anymore? How soft these things are. We love them. I mean, you know, we really upped our game a few times ago, and we uh, we got heel and toe on board, and and all the rally participants love it. They're pretty damn nice, and uh, everyone got the socks too, the stripe design socks, uh, which are always great to have on the rally. But yeah, those shirts. Cozy as ice. I actually wanted to sleep in it on a nightly basis like you, but um, I want to shower, and I don't like wearing the same shirt. So, bah. Bah. Heal and toe, you don't even need to shower. Again, that's com forward slash DBA. All right. Big, flat, big Fat Flip says, I enjoy working on my cars, but I'm a total hack. So any work I do almost always breaks something else in the process. Involves two to three bicycle trips to the auto parts store, Harbor Freight, and ends up costing me way more than if I just take it to mechanic. Regardless, I enjoy the process and don't mind the cost so much. Uh, if, if it meant I knew a little more about the car in the end. But my question is, at what point do you throw in the towel? For me, if it's anything electrical related or requires dropping the engine trans, I'm out. What do you guys think? Hmm. Uh, I think it's just like, it's, it's, it's the length of time more than mm-hmm. anything. Like electrical doesn't scare me. It's like, especially if you have a diagram, it's like things go from one place to the other. Uh, and that's fine. But like a clutch, for example. Yeah. <laughs> on a 944. Yeah. Not something I want to fuck with. You know, yeah, yeah. 14, 15 hours of just shit. Which means like a month of weekends, yeah. right? It's like, it's just yeah. not happening. Like, I mean, if it was like, I would probably do the transaxle on a 944, right? It's like, it's back yeah. there. It's pretty accessible. You know, like, let's say you can do yeah, it over yeah. the weekend. I'm down with that, you know, but if it's like something that is going to be super, super time consuming and requires a lot of major components to be, removed, uh-huh. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I also, I think I look at stuff and if it's like, if there's trickiness to how you have to do something like access or just like just little tricks of the trade and t- special tools, yeah. I'm usually out because that ends up where I don't know how to do it and it's going to take me so long to figure yeah. it out. And then I have to buy some special tool that I'm never going to use again. Yeah. 
and I could have just paid someone who does it a lot to do it. Right. And I don't have to deal with all the stress of mm-hmm. yeah, having like, to do it. That's kind of along the lines of what I was thinking, like the special tool thing. And then all this, like people who do it on a regular basis, like one that stands out for me is uh, are some wheel bearings. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. t- like anything where you have to heat it up with a torch and then yep. bang on it to get it off and like all this weird stuff. Like it just feels worth the extra money to just pay someone for sure. Yep, I thought you were gonna say if it requires a press, <laughs> like you know, so a lot of these right have to press, a press out. too. Yeah, so it's yeah. just yeah, just you don't want to go take that to someone to get pressed out and then pressed. It's just like just drop it off. You know, just like take. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd I mean, rather just take the car somewhere and have it done. I don't or, even want to. Yeah. I mean, taking the part off and then giving it to somebody is a good, is yeah, fine too. I just in my don't opinion. want, it's just another, it's multiple steps. Like, I just want to minimize, like, I want to be, I guess, actually, you know what? I think my answer is if I can do it in my garage. Yeah, I don't want to have to make several yeah, trips like, to, like, the store. Yeah, and, in a weekend max. Like, I think that's my, I'm not yeah. willing to, like, I just don't have the time anymore to mess around with that. And, like, yes, even, like, a timing bell is kind of like, ah, like, you can do it, but it's, like, so tedious and, like... Well, and that's another thing. Like, if you've done it before, like, for me, I totally get... I think it's a good question, and I totally get it. Like, if there's, you know, there's one thing, doing the work can save you money, but then the other big benefit is you just learn more about the car. So if something fails in the future, like, you just know more about it. And so if you've done a timing belt before, you know what it takes, you're not going to learn anything new. It's just tedious so you don't get any of that benefit mm. uh so you could just pay somebody to do it and i kind of align with that i see what you mean yeah i agree with that too yeah i mean that's, it is, that's, when yeah. i was doing the the uh 330 like that was part of it it was like you know i kind of did want to pay somebody but then you know doing it myself wasn't a bad thing because it i did want to get that benefit of knowing the car more and yeah. you know seeing how things fit together yeah for sure that's always a nice thing i mean really understanding the car and, it, and especially for us like it's that experience is a, a story right like it's something we can share with everyone and it's information i was that, thinking because of the rallies like you go out on a rally it's comforting to know that you've seen a lot of these parts right right and like if something fails like you've been there mm-hmm You've poked up that skirt. Wait, what? I don't know what just happened. I think I'm going to call HR. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you just read that one? Who read that one? Me. So that All means right. Art's up. Dial Sport. I got a little tiny one. If Lane isn't going to wash his car, could he at least clean the wheels? <laughs> Question mark. 944 for the win. Was it, were they filthy in the picture? Yeah. Oh. Um, well, you're replacing the wheels, so. We have to... Recognize that that was a cool hashtag. Yeah, dude. 944 for the, the win. win. Pretty awesome. I've never seen that before. Well done. Yeah, I didn't. I'm going to start using that. that. That's a good one. I wonder how many people use None. It. I just looked at it. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Ben Roger. Congratulations. You all have been turned into Brian. Welcome to Dirtbag Life. Enjoy your pack of Paul Malls and warm bush light. Each of you, Brian's, also relocated to the lovely state of Iowa. <laughs> You have $5,000. What do you buy for a one-car Cousin 11 solution? Wait, all together? No. Each individually, oh, we God. are all Brian's. I came for this share. <laughs> $5,000. I don't understand the Iowa thing. I guess Maybe that's country? an inside joke. What is do you mean? Country? I mean, is it flat roads, country roads? We, well, he specifies that we move to Iowa. Yeah, we're just moving to where you should be living. I think it's okay. just wide open spaces. Yeah, it's like hillbilly... Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm imagining the roads being super flat and nothing, not very exciting, right? Like you're just in the country. Yeah, I don't know. And you could just basically do. Uh, you have your own farm with about 17 like um, decomposing cars on it. 
mm-hmm. uh, hundred acres, and that's you, and that's me. So, and congratulations, five k, five thousand bucks. Um, I want one to, car solution. I'm gonna make ramps. I think you I want to ju- jump off of things. It's probably fair to assume that you've doubled your family size too. So if you have one, oh, house, right, now right you have two. If you have two kids now. I you have, have four, four kids and two wives. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And they have three teeth uh, between all of them. Oh, <laughs> hmm. uh, this is like really offensive to some people. What you're saying right now, Art? It is. Yeah. Uh, what's the capital of Iowa? Who, know, who cares? Five thousand bucks. One car solution. Um, I want to, dude, I just, I'm just picturing big lifted late seventies Ford pickup, big, big mud train tires. Uh, we'll do the extended cab and, uh, throw all the kids in there and I just can go over everything really fast and jump off of shit. Uh, make a lot of noise. I have the big mirrors that extend out really far out, you know, uh, yeah. cause I want to see really far behind me. And you have the... <laughs> Late model taillights. You up, upgrade them. I don't know. You're just I'm getting a. I'm, I'm going Dodge Ram Charger removable roof early model. Whoa. And um, probably some like swampers on it or something. <laughs> you know, the Ram Charger is a good choice. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Wasn't? Did you guys see the movie Idle Hands? Do you guys remember that movie? Yeah, I don't remember it, but I did see it. I think I'm picturing the Ford pickup that uh, the guy had, like the bad guy had. Hmm. In the show, in the movie, rather. Don't remember that uh, movie at all. Yeah, I'll look it up later. Brian, what does Brian Brian do? I don't know. It's a hard question. Ohio Brian, Iowa, Iowa. Same thing, right? Yeah, same, same. I just don't know. I mean, I feel like five thousand bucks, one car solution. You don't commute anymore because you like you you like take care of pigs and stuff. So you don't have to drive anywhere besides driving your little monsters to I'm I'm like bus stop. Yeah. It's it's I'm getting sucked in like a like a magnet to the answer is Corvette for some reason. Oh wow. But maybe that's just because of all this like uh all this, you know, Marlboro talk and or no, Palm I guess Mall. it was Paul Mall. So uh, yeah, one car like, solution. It's, it's just making me think back to one car solution is a two seater. <laughs> I mean, you guys aren't too much better, right? Well, no, we have. I have rear seats. You have rear seats. I have rear seats. Are, you have an extended cab. Is yeah, that the totally. is that the thing, dude? He has a and he has like a gun rag in his back window. He has it all. Hell yeah! You guys are so stereotypical. I'm going real life. I'm doing a beater WRX. That's a good choice. Okay. I'm doing like that's pretty white trash. You do, yeah. Like I mean, that's like real, real stuff, right? Yeah. (laughs) If you go, like these are people who are like throwing turbo kits on and bombing, bombing in the fields, right? Bombing place schools and stuff. Whoa, jeez, man. Um, I don't know. Someone in Des Moines right now wants to fucking murder us. They hate us. No, but yeah, I'll bet, dude. There's some probably really good rallycross potential out there. I think that's that's I mean, true. You're talking about farms and fields. Like, yeah, you can make your own rally cross course right on my friggin' property. Yeah, right on the compound. Oh, there you, look at this, Brian. He's coming up with the best solution because it's his life. Yeah, totally. I do have some. Experience. He knows how to do his own. He knows how to do his own life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> that's good. I like it. Um, that was I, also nice that I ended up uh, getting to read that, that one. It was kind of perfect, wasn't it? Serendipitous. Roth and Paul ask, is the Toyota Avalon the modern equivalent to the old Lexus LS 400 in terms of reputation? 
Um, it is the same chassis. Okay, mind blown. Less I did not tech, know that. somewhat less ugly than the Lexus grill. Um, thoughts. Wait, what? The new Avalon or what, what Avalon is he talking about? The new Avalon. Okay. Uh, uh, did you guys know that? Same chassis? Well, as the new, as the, oh, as, I thought it was as the, the old new one. LS. No, he said the, he said the old, the Toyota yeah, Avalon. Yeah, he's talking about the new. It, but like, he, but then he's going back and forth. No, yeah, no, but. It's so, not the old chassis. Are you sure about yes. that? He basically he's saying it's shared with the current LS, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, he's exactly. like asking, is it the equivalent of the old LS, yes. like a modern version of that? And I would say no. I think the Avalon's like they went crazy with like the design language. It's like super sporty. Yeah, it's like supposed. To, it's like TRD or something. <laughs> sporty I don't know. design elements. Yeah, yes. but like the LS is like super subdued and it's like beautiful mm-hmm. and like timeless and like. I don't know. It doesn't have all this crazy. The old stuff. LS. The was. old LS. Yeah, the yeah, old yeah. LS. So I do not think it's the modern equivalent. No, I don't I'd think say so more I, like I the, like a G90 or G something yeah. like that is more of an equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like yeah, a something lot of, more reserved, and it was a lot of bang for the buck reserved. Yeah. And it was competing up against like the you know, oh yeah, German. and they were kind of like um, outdoing anything they had done in the past, right? Right. And that's kind of like you could say Genesis is doing that now. Exactly. With the G90. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's the way I see it. It's, it's like it's of the era, right? Like, Although no one has done what Lexus did with that car, like that was like mind blowing, right? Like, Coming and, from like what Toyota had out at the time right. to like making that car, yeah. Well, this is, I mean, I guess in in I don't know, and we talk about it, but I guess uh, I don't know if the Genesis are getting the right publicity because it is pretty impressive. I mean, considering. Hyundai, you know, is like, has known to be kind of like the. Hey, don't mention Hyundai when you talk about Genesis. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, these, these brands were the price point brands, right? It's like, uh-huh. it's like, all right, we'll give you all of, we, we didn't invent anything, but we'll put all of it in one package at a great price, right? Yeah. Yeah. With so, a 10 year warranty. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now it's like, all right, like, let's be our own thing and mm-hmm. take the elements, but also like create. Our own yeah, and you and can kind of say like that's what the Japanese cars started out as. as totally. Well. Yeah. I mean, they were, you know, they're like, okay, we're gonna copy the what America's doing, or the Germans, I mean, or like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then yeah. and we're gonna make it, and then we're gonna make these little fuel efficient cars. Yeah. And it's and gonna just, be. You know, they've uh, they've always known. I mean, that's the thing. Right? They're perfectionists, where they improve on a certain thing and like make it either more efficient or more affordable. Because the Japanese even they they would. Straight up, just steel engine design. Yeah, and basically copy the engine. Yeah, and in the early, early, and make 50s, it their yeah. own. Yeah. Chevrolet and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is my turn? Your turn. I'm not paying attention dude. to the round robin. I suck at this. Angry Bird GTI of the big three German automakers. Who do you feel has lost the plot? Who is doing well, and who do you think is close to being on top? Rabid Boston was insane. Wish I could have joined you guys earlier in the week, but. Such is dad life. Um, what do you guys think? What Top the three: three uh, Audi, BMW, Audi, BMW, and Mercedes. Oh, Mercedes. BMW. BMW's lost the plot. Yes. Yep, I agree. They're no longer the ultimate driving machine. They're just, I don't know. They're, the ultimate bean counter machine. <laughs> it's just, I don't understand what they're doing, man. Like, I mean, the, the ultimate machine for. Giant front fascias. Yeah. And, and I guess, and it really, it's really interesting talking to people now, especially when you talk to someone who doesn't know about cars, you know, like it's just, 
they're literally just buying the the badge now. It's yeah. like, and and everything is softer. It's not performance or it's to, there's supposed to be some performance DNA there, but everything is detached. It's all the interior design is pretty bland. Like it's nothing exciting. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they're a little like disjointed designs and stuff. Yeah. And Although I, I, I mean, the M2 is cool. I, it is cool. It's I'll, like the bright spot, I'll, right? I haven't driven one, and I was very disappointed to read that. And are the 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 two uh, or the one two eights or something or the two two eights? Two seem like a pretty yeah. decent little car. Yeah, one two car two eights supposed to be the best out right? of all of the things they make. That's the thing. Is like, yeah. and and even like. I, I, that being said, and that's I, the two series, right? Yeah. Same, same deal. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have to drive one. I mean, admittedly, you know, again, this is a, uh, I'm, I'm saying, so who's they're on? the ones who've lost the plot, but I actually really like, I said it, I think last podcast, I like the M8 Grand Coupe, the four door M8. I think it looks really cool. And I mean, I would love to drive it. I think it would be an awesome, like if you're loaded, an awesome daily driver. It's like this big, like really, really fast, comfortable, like thing that just does everything really well. And it's like, it's not, it's not like super engaging or whatever. I mean, but it's like just like this beast of a machine that you just cruise in, you know. And like everything is becoming more video gamey. I see. I think, and like it's very consistent across I mean, the but, board now, though. That like, for example, like like, but isn't it? I just challenging you on that a little bit. Like, wouldn't the Mercedes probably be better? The equivalent, like back in the day, the BMW argument was manual. Yeah. Now, I mean, I mean, do you really care about a manual, even if they offer it in that? Not mate, in that car, no. Model, right? No, I wouldn't. Wait, what do you, what do you the mean? The Mercedes could be better, right? Whatever your, I don't know what the equivalent is. Oh, you're I, saying I really then the M8. The M8. Art's saying that he really likes the M8, but oh, yeah. we're literally comparing these different automakers and, you know, in that, we, we looked to called? BMW for the, uh, sporty and manual transmission in the past, right? Right. And now that's no longer there. But you're still looking for them to be sporty in the ultimate driving machine. Yeah. And so, well, also, no, but in, in today's world, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, why would you choose the BMW when Mercedes is probably a, doing a better job? Well, I job think that was his original point. With, it has balls yeah. and is so overall. The and I think that was his original point. Was, oh, no, yeah. but no, yeah, it was his original point, but then he said, except the M8. Yeah. Which what I'm I saying is, really overall, the plot is lost. But I yeah. still like that car. I still like yeah. the, what you're describing, the 228. But like overall, I think the company is just kind of, and, yeah. and that, even then though, like I can argue that I would not want the Mercedes equivalent. What is it? The equivalent is that GT. What, what the hell is that ugly thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, it is ugly. It, I do not like it. It's like this big, like, you know, Grand Coupe thing. Yeah, it's it, not as good looking as the BMW. Yeah, it actually. doesn't, it doesn't look that good. And, um, I'm sure the interior is nicer or whatever, but like, um, for that type of a body style, like I think the, the, that one looks good. It's a good execution of that, like a big four door coupe or whatever, if you want to call the, coupe, the four door coupe, but that's what they're calling them. Um, but yeah, overall though, it's just like, yeah, that there's, that's the one that stands out, right? Like Mercedes is actually doing a fantastic job. I think their design language works like for a, mo it's a really good modern, um, design language. I think, you know, considering you have like the crazy stuff out there, right? With a yeah. lot of, yeah, big grills and and all this shit, uh, and the materials are really nice in the interior. The interior design's good, um, and then what we're talking about Audi, Audi's Audi, Audi's doing, Audi's great. Yeah, I like Audi's. Well, they're they just they're job. bringing out that the RS six wagon, yeah. the Avant, the wide yep. body. Um, yeah, yeah. The BMWs. I don't know. I feel like Mercedes have a hard time telling some of the cars apart. I guess Audi too and BMW. So 
They're all pretty hard. Like the E class versus the S class versus, you know, sometimes you're kind of like. Just, the, the thing that, it's just that BMW's fallen so hard in our eyes, mm-hmm. right? Audi and Mercedes have stayed pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. BMW set the bar and you know, they backed off. And now they're kind of mixing in that same world as Audi and Mercedes. Yeah. BMW was trying harder to be a good driver's car for a long time. And now they're not. That's the thing. I feel like they're they're resting on their laurels. Or, or, yeah, they've, you know, literally, yeah, they've just lost the plot. So they've changed their strategy. That's the thing is I don't even know if it's resting. It's like their their approach is so weird. Oh, uh, like, yeah, like they're taking the wrong approach. Yeah, because, like, I mean, first of all, like... Like they're playing a different game or something. Yeah, yeah, like the super over-dampened prob- stiff suspensions on They're probably yeah. taking more money, by the way, it's just, than it they doesn't, used to. It doesn't work of course. for almost all conditions. And like, that's yeah. what happens when you build a shittier product. You, you know, when you put less into it. It's just, like, really, really, like, race fucking hard suspensions for these M cars that are practically unusable or just, like, you feel like you're, I mean, borderline masochistic masochistic driving them. And then also, like, BMWs were renowned for steering feel. Like, that's what they were known for for so long. And, like, now that doesn't exist. Like, that's, I mean, I haven't driven an M2 still. We need to fucking drive one. I actually want to drive a new one now. I was was down to drive any. Yeah, I want to drive a competition, but like just reading recently, right? Like in like that Motor Trend um, article, um, it, it everyone just talks about how shady the steering feel is. Like it, it's non-existent, and I've driven enough modern BMWs to know what that's like, and it sucks. Yeah, like especially in a sports car like that or a sporty sedan, right? Like that's so important, and are like just weird brakes, like just like that are not consistent, like like stuff that really really matters to a performance driving machine, right? And yeah. like. That doesn't, I don't know. They can't call themselves that anymore, right? I'm surprised lately I've seen a few, and I can't recall which cars they were, but a few cars were like, yeah, the brakes are weird on this. Maybe it's because they're going by breaking my wire now. So it's like reinventing braking. But it seems like brakes are such a thing that's been around, you know, it's like, yeah. it seems like you would get the braking like down. Do yeah, up, like yeah. how do you screw that up, right? But Well, they're also getting heavy. Cars are getting heavier. That's harder to effectively. But they break, aren't really. Break these they aren't really. Um, like what? Like I think cars I think have actually it's, lightened it's a rare up a little exception. bit. I mean, I think it's like companies have to work very hard to lighten them up, and so there are these awesome cases like the VWs and that sort of thing. That here and there they'll lighten them up, but in general, I mean, can you really be going against like cars getting bigger and more safety equipment like that? That no, they are, but they're but materials are getting lighter, so cars have lightened. Cars, they're not they're not just like growing and growing. Um, The cars are growing in size, but they're not getting like that much heavier. I don't think the weight's a big factor there. Yeah, it's. I think it, it might be just like the BMW concept. I think they're just softening up, and like I think the brakes are being optimized for a specific type of driving, right? Where it's like they know their customer, they know they want, okay, let's say aggressive pads or something, or aggressive brakes up until a certain threshold. And then like beyond that, they just behave weird, right? Because they're tuned for a specific type of driving condition. Well, I I don't know. It's, I I think it's all what you're saying, Lane, the, um, the, the brake by throttle. I I was brake by wire. Yeah. (laughs) Brake by throttle. throttle. Whoa. That's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it's that they're reinventing the. You know. Well, yeah, because it's like all the autonomous shit yeah. has to be built in. Yeah. So they're starting. I forgot from, about that whole development. So they're starting from square like, one. That's definitely a thing, but like I mean, well, like well, that's the, a huge thing, like right? The, um, 
The, but an um, M2 isn't though. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but but the what's it called? The Alpha. Oh that's right, right. One yep. of the issues with that thing, yeah, is the brakes are weird. Yeah. So what do you? So and yeah. So big three. I didn't know that was a thing, but it's Audi, oh. Mercedes, and uh, BMW. So yeah. then, do you guys have a favorite? Not really. I don't. Mm. Well, no. I I would have said BMW in the past, but now I'm embarrassed to say that just with the designs that they've been coming out with. Yeah, that stuff know. matters to me. I think for every category, I'd probably pick a different. Yeah, I mean, there's only three brands, but I think for every for different vehicles, I definitely I would pick different cars. Like for the sub for the quote unquote compact, that's a car that has gone way up in weight, I guess. But but the M2 weighs thirty six hundred something pounds, and um, but. In that category, I would definitely pick the M2 over like an S3 and although RS3 is pretty cool, huh? But I think I'd pick the, the M2 over the competition. I would, and then seven series, I would pick in the, in the big, big boy, I would pick an, um, A8. Mm, yeah. I think it's the most like stately and just like, I think it's the cleanest yeah. design. The, the S class is pretty cool, but yeah. I would, I, the S class is almost like common too, and the Audi's like a little. Yeah, I don't know. They're supposed to be really I, I like too. a big coupe, like a like the equivalent would be like in this case, like a big six series or eight series. You could do the AMG GT or something. Yeah, like yeah, like a, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and Mercedes, Mercedes and Audi don't offer anything like that. Yeah, oh, then I, I would sports do, car. You get an Audi R8. That's the only one that makes a sports car. I would do Porsche in every category that they compete in. Like I mean, yeah, Cayenne, probably right. Uh, Panamera. And then uh, 911. Yeah. And then you can go full electric car, too. Right. All right. Next question. You have $8,000 to buy a Safari. A saf- oh, no. You have $8,000 to buy and Safari a car. So that means buy the car and do the yeah. modifications. What do you pick to go anywhere back for go anywhere back roads? Done. <coughs> 8000 bucks. Mm, 8000 bucks. Porsche Boxster. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's important. I learned this from driving a Ford Festiva. It's important to have the weight over the drive wheels. Mm. That's one of the reasons why 911s work. Yeah, it's yeah. like a main thing. Yeah. Um, it's also nice to have all that junk in the back where it's less likely to get bashed when you dive into something off a big yeah. jump. So um, Ali and I were going back and forth like months ago talking about how that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah, they have a nice, cheap. they have a really nice flat yeah. floor too. Yeah. All you do is you like do some cutting into the front bumper to, you know, actually put a legit skid plate put up a there. Big skid plate skid on the bottom, the back, the back underneath yeah. the motor. Yeah. And then, you know, do the lift it. It's pretty good. It would look, look kind of weird, but it's yeah. cool. You'd have to, you'd probably have to Brad sport it with over fenders and stuff. Uh huh. Where you're, you know, actually cutting out the wheel arches. Oh, you definitely would. And doing a doing a flare. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think they do that for most of the Safari. Yeah, they don't do it with like 911s, but they cut yeah. the front bumper. Um. And I yeah. mean, I guess you wouldn't necessarily have to though. Those things you fit really wide As, tires, especially on those. if you lift it. Yeah. And you don't need big tires necessarily. You just no. need knobby tires. Yeah. Buy the smallest knobbies you can get. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get 12s on there like we did the uh, Festiva, but... By the way, did you see Peter B's tire on his 993? Did you show that picture? No. no. It was like um, 
boils on your face. It was like that picture. I don't know. You had sent it the other week. I think Warren did the side. Warren, yeah. It was it was a bunch of boils all over the 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 tire. Dude, it was right after the rally. Wow. And that doesn't surprise me. I mean, he was like pretty gnarly. He was trying to keep up with us in so, regular cars. Like they were heating up, I guess. Yeah. And the yeah. sidewalls just gave. Yeah. Basically. That's oh, gnarly. it was the sidewalls or the tread? No, all over the sidewalls. Oh. That's crazy. Like close to the tread, though. Yeah. Huh. And it was these huge, like, balloons. Yeah. Yeah. Like coming out the side, like six of them or eight of them or Whoa. something. It was pretty gnarly. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. And he has, like, Whatever. I mean, not that many miles on those tires, you know. But I think it is running them hard on a rally. Um, but to answer this question, Safari. 8000 bucks, Dude. Car and mods. Yeah. My mind went to uh, Nissan Sentra SER, a B13. Um, that was the first thing that came to mind because I did see a rally, one of those. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Like a rally cross like an SECA car. I might yeah. have pictures of it. Okay. Um, you can definitely do that for 8K, and I think that would be a rad car. It has an LSD in it. Front-wheel drive would be fun to rally. They're way to, pretty way lightweight. Weight across the front, in this case, drive yeah. wheels. Yeah. So uh, lift and lift and stomp everywhere. I would do a Bug-Eye WRX. Can you safari that, though? Isn't it not? already there? <laughs> Why can't I? Now we I get guess, into yeah. this stupid fucking definition of safari. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like an off-road car, rally car. It's, it's like a lifted a, car with suspension. Is right? there, yeah. yeah. Is there a more ideal car? That would be extremely effective. I Dude, and I can buy one for like 4500 bucks. And if yeah. you want... And I'm just buying a tattered one. Yeah. And just look it up on the internet how to do uh, the front-wheel drive delete. Just do rear drive. Just for pretty fun. For shits for, and giggles. Yeah. Hmm. S and G's. Yeah. But I think it would be pretty good. My second try, my other choice I was thinking was like a Mark III um, GTI VR6. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's rad. Which could be pretty cool. And it would yeah. sound really good. Yeah. Torque is good for that kind of thing. Too. I mean, Front wheel drive, but I think it would be fun. I'm just picturing going over bumps and just crashing into the friggin'. It's just so front heavy. Um, like a Fiesta. Big old, big old oh, VR6. Big, big six cylinder. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine, dude. I'll compensate for that. Put a fuel cell out back. Lift stuff. it a little more. Yeah. In the front. You could do it like uh, trophy truck style. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to dust art. Oh, yeah. In his little Nissan. Dude, his little Nissan. His little... My lighter, dude. Actually, no, you're well. Um, that's a, I think that's no, a podcast, guys. He's not guys. doing VR6. He's doing his, his yeah, I'm doing rally the, car. I'm doing WRX. I'll smoke oh, all y'all. All y'all. Oh, dude, that's Smoke ridiculous. all y'all. Dude, I want to race you because I think okay. my Boxer is going to do pretty good. Oh, Boxer would do pretty well. That's pretty rad. I have torque on my side, but... Do you? Yeah. I thought I have pretty good torque. Nah, dude, Boxers are... Oh, yeah. I forgot to say Boxer S. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't get one. Or you can, I can't? You can... Come on. Barely squeeze into one for eight, but... Oh, uh, well, I yeah. can't... Yeah, I need to get it for... Like then you need to do all the 55. mods. Yeah, you're not getting an S. And uh, base boxsters are, like, so weak on uh, the low RPMs. Like... What What are my torque numbers? Though? So really? slow, dude. Yeah, what, sure. what are the numbers, though? What? The, like, torque and horsepower. I don't know what torque is. Horsepower is, like, 201 or 203 or something. Yeah. I want to say torque is probably, like, one... 
70 or something. I don't really know. I can probably get an S for less than six. Nah, dude. A tattered one? I mean, maybe you'll find a salvage shuttle car. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. Uh, Cause I think I want that extra yeah. displacement. So 181 foot pounds of torque. Yeah. And it's a, yeah, which that goes quick when you have big tires on it. Which is like, doesn't seem that weak when you compare it to like a 944 is like 138, right. five or something. But just the way those cars feel, they're really gutless yeah. in the torque. Are they, well, what, like, what, yeah, are what, the gearing? What's this? Yeah, is it gearing? I, mean, I think it has to do with the gearing. I don't know what it is. I just remember driving like my brother out of 2.5 a 97 first year car. Yeah. And where you'd go and you'd like make a turn, you'd step on it and you're like, you want to get like sideways and do something. But there's it just no has, juice. there's just nothing there, dude. But and you got a oh. turbo with your WRX. Yeah. I know what car I want a Safari. I got 220 horsepower. I'd like to Stock. hear another one from you. I don't want to rally with your Sentra. 1985 Toyota Supra. Oh, that looks, they look good. You'll be like that guy in the hills with the Toyota Supra. Oh, there's one? There's one like lifted that drives Highway 9 all the time. Dude, I think that would be a burly look. Yeah, that'd, and, look like, good. that'd be rad, dude. I'm skeptical, but they, it looks kind of cool, dude. Yeah, I'm down. That's what I want. Yeah. I can already see it. It looks, cause they kind of look like, and if it's a gray, it kind of looks like a jet. Kind of chunky, but it's like low and chunky. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I I'm like doing. it. So well, how much do we? So uh, twenty four hundred bucks or whatever, is, or twenty four thousand bucks. That's how that this adds up to. So you're saying to, we need all three of we us need to that it? to go do this? Yeah, yeah. Twenty four hundred. I kind of want a WRX. I think. I do too. They're good. I kind of do too. I think it'd be kind of fun. Should we just all Safari and WRX is what you're saying? Yeah, dude. Can we, so can we just have it be a long standing question? Like if we all got car, the same car, what would it be? And just at any moment in time, we have the answer. And if there's a better uh-huh. answer, then we change it. Yeah, I like it. Like today, maybe it's WRXs. Bug eyed WRXs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't compete with that. For a long time, I thought it was Miata's. I thought it was Festivas for a short period of time. Well, K trucks. It was never Festivas. K trucks. <laughs> well, it's never been explicit. It's always been in the back of my head. I yeah. mean, yeah. You guys weren't there with me, but you it's know, true. if you were, That's you your would head. know. Yeah, yeah, we would. That would be like something I would have to gift all of you. Uh, That's not yeah. like a budget. I, I will not take that gift. <laughs> I think I drove that thing like ten feet, and I was over it. Um, but yeah, that's a podcast. That is a podcast. Bye. My name is Ryan. I do unboxing videos and my family and I make millions of dollars. Patreon.com forward slash driving wall. Awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes. We have about 55 of them up on there and we do them every week. Uh, we also give you discounts on rallies. Also, first chance to get on the rallies, which, uh, 
this last one or this upcoming rally sold out within nine hours and it's a it en- ended up being a patron only rally uh yeah and we give you uh sticker packs and some other stuff so go join us patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome thanks we really appreciate it